Bonjour, welcome to Her Perspective. My name is Al-Khansa, I'm your host, and today we will be speaking about collectivistic versus individualistic societies. As always, we start with the basic definitions of the terms, so what it is that we mean by saying a collectivistic society or collectivism. And so essentially, a collectivistic society is a type of society that puts the emphasis and the well-being of, of the group over the well-being of, of the individual. And so essentially in collectivistic cultures, there is a strong sense of interdependence between individuals and people are expected to work together um, and support one another for the benefit of the community. In collectivistic societies, a family has a very strong weight in, in the decision-making of individuals. And so people living in collectivistic societies care more about how their behavior affects their their family and close and close friends and and their close community than how their own behavior affects them and their futures, individually speaking. Um, and so in these societies, we can witness a, a, a focus on group harmony and social cohesion. Um, people are, are encouraged to put the interests of the group before their own, obviously. Examples of collectivistic societies can be Japan, um, where their cult in their culture, they they truly place a strong emphasis on group harmony, loyalty and, and interdependence. Family there and the community are highly valued. They truly care about their family. They truly care about their parents. Um, and and, and most, most times than not, and this is not only Japan, but, but many other Asian countries, um, it, not not being collectivistic enough in the sense that you if you don't care enough about your family and if you don't prioritize your community more than than yourself then there is a, a very strong component of shame that is that is put on you that kind of restricts you for for move for moving forward and and so their collectivistic values are very well supervised um via a set of of cultural uh, of of cultural limits or or cultural punishments such as shame as i said that ensures to keep them in line and ensures to keep them focusing on on the added value for the community as a whole and the family as a whole rather than their individual um well-being or individual in independence or individual um success Another example of a collectivistic society is China. Um, even though China is becoming more and more individualistic, but overall, same as Algeria, China is still, um, is still considered to be more collectivistic than individualistic. Another example is India and South Korea. And obviously, if we're speaking about collectivistic societies and we're Algerian, then obviously Algeria is considered to be more collectivistic than individualistic. Um, 
Another part that I would love to talk about is the characteristics of collectivistic societies. So now we have established that mostly in collectivism, we see that the individual focuses more on on the well-being of the group rather than the well-being of, of oneself. Um, but there are also very specific characteristics that we can see very clearly in these societies. First one is obviously an emphasis on group harmony and cooperation, is strong social networks and, and relationships, and the families meeting often, ensuring to, to keep um, that connection to each other and, uh, and uh, a connection to, to the neighbors, etc. A share, shared responsibilities and obligations, as well as a respect for tradition and authority, interdependence and, and mutual support for, for each other. And so once again, people in these types of, of societies, such as Algerian, um, tend to really care about each other, tend to be restricted by a set of social values that we cannot really... Um, uh, surpass in a way um we have to always focus on on ensuring that people around us are also also have an added value of our behavior we have to ensure that we are not painted as selfish and self-oriented people um so that we can live a good life in this in this society with, with everyone else that shares very similar views to us now we pass to the definition of an individualistic society. So I think a collectivistic society is very well understood. Um, and, and, the, and an individualistic society is the exact opposite of that. Actually, we can imagine these social tendencies of, of collectivism versus individualism to be uh, on one, sp one, one dimensional axis, where on, the, on one side of, or, or on both sides of the extremes, we have individualistic versus collectivistic and then societies kind of or cultures or countries exist on different parts of of, of the spectrum or this axe whether they're more individualistic or more collectivistic or less so and so we um we consider individualism and collectivism to be two opposite um, definitions or two on two opposite sides of of a spectrum and so Consequently, individualism would be the opposite of, of, of collectivism, um, where an individualistic society is one in which the emphasis is placed on the needs, wants, and goals of the individual rather than the group or community. Um, in an individualistic society, people are encouraged to pursue their own interests, their own ambitions, their own desires, and to take responsibility for their own lives and well-beings, and no one is responsible for them rather than themselves. Um, I guess it's very clear that people in individualistic societies often place strong emphasis on personal freedom, on self-expression, on autonomy, where they do not like it when they have to answer to anyone but themselves. So these people value independence, self-reliance, um, and the ability to, to make their own choices and decisions in life without having to focus on anyone else from the outside. And so people, once again, in individualistic societies, when they think about the repercussions of their behavior, they think about those repercussions on themselves. So 
um, if I make a decision like this, how is this going to affect me right now or in the future? Their first thought is not towards their family or community or their neighbors because they don't live in a society in which everyone thinks about that. Everyone in individualistic societies think um, for themselves and they don't care about what each other are doing. And so they they are not affected by people's uh, by each other's decision making in their own lives. And so individualistic societies often emphasize competition, achievement, and meritocracy and reward those who are successful in their careers and and personal lives. Examples for individualistic societies, I think, first of all, and most obvious is USA. Uh, um, the United States is often considered to be one of the most individualistic societies in the world. They immensely emphasize the importance of personal freedom, um, on independence, autonomy, self-reliance. The country truly, truly, truly values independence and competition and meritocracy. Um, they made their whole really culture revolve around the as the, the kind of the concept of, of meritocracy and, and competition and working really hard because when you work hard you will reach that point and most often than not it is true because they truly did create the environment for it um but it's not true all the time so um another example for an individualistic society is the united kingdom which is also you know like a great country, come on. Um, not as great as Algeria, I have to say. Um, so yes, also in the United Kingdom, um, they have a long history of individualism. Um, apparently they have roots in the enlightenment and the country's political and economic traditions. Um, individual Individualism in the UK reflected um, is reflected in, in the country's political system really, which, which values personal freedoms and autonomy and in its economic system, which emphasizes competition and meritocracy. Another example for individualistic societies is Canada. And, you know, Canada and the United States kind of branch out of the United Kingdom, even, even though we don't really like to, to I, I believe they don't really like to talk about it that much, but it is the reality. Australia as well, and, and New Zealand. And I guess it's known to everyone that uh, some of the most prominent or famous characteristics of these societies is that people living in them um, truly have a, a, a ten well, not a tendency, but they're they're completely um, they are completely independent in their decision making from their families. Um, they don't care much about what mother or father have to say when they're when they're making a decision that they truly believe in. And at the same time, their parents are not really that. Um, influenced or, or affected by the decisions of their of their children and so in these societies this is a very important difference point is when a when a child in in, in, in an individualistic society makes a decision that the parents disagree with the reaction of the parents is less important is less harsh is less um is less the parents are less sad or less affected than the same situation being being recreated in a collectivistic society. 
whilst in collectivistic societies, if a child of a family makes a decision that the parents dislike, the parents are likely to be extremely affected by it. And it, it doesn't have to be financially speaking, but emotionally speaking, parents in collectivistic societies will feel more hurt than parents in individualistic societies. Because... The difference is very clear that the communities, the culture in which these people live in don't put as much of an emphasis on these types of situations as the other part does. And so um, we see completely different reactions to very similar situations. Um, and, and that is why we should be really careful when we, when we assess how to deal with people in both societies. Um, I will come back to this point because I do have a couple of things to add here, but I will continue speaking more about some of the characteristics in, in individualistic societies. So as I said, uh, independent decision-making already also mentioned that competition and achievement are, are highly emphasized and, and looked up to. Um, individual rights and freedoms, a focus on personal success and achievement, and an emphasis on individual autonomy and self expression so an important question to answer here i believe is what contributes into making a country or a society more individualistic less individualistic more collectivistic or less in collectivistic um, what are the things that this society witnessed across history that made it collectivistic and what are the things that this society witnessed across history that made it individualistic and in in social psychology this is um there are a couple of of factors that, that contribute, but obviously we're talking about things that we're talking about factors. This, this is not math. And some of this uh, contribute to a large extent. Some of them contribute to a lesser extent, but we are sure that this definitely contributes to a certain extent in making or in forging these societies towards a specific way. Number one is economic and political stability or instability. In times of, of economic uh, difficulty or, or political turmoil, pay, people might come together and prioritize the interests of the group over their own individual needs. And this we see uh, repeatedly across history. And so essentially, societies that live in difficult in difficult situations tend to come together because this is how humans have been surviving since the start of their existence. Humans are very, very social animals. So what we tend to do to protect ourselves is to come together and we work together to be able to, to, to fight off a cheetah or to fight off a lion or, or to, to build a house that would protect us from the cold or the heat. And that is, that is how we started building our societies. Um, and so the more, the more developed a country become, the less people start to need each other and then the more people start to become more individualistic because they no longer need each other. And then it evolves in a certain manner where people are not even aware that they do that because of this. Your neighbor doesn't care just because he was born not caring about you because their parents or grandparents a very long time ago disconnected from that need of... of having to have a very good relationship with your 
with your neighbor because you need to survive or uh, you need to come together to maybe protect yourself potentially or not. Um, another factor are shared experiences such as natural disasters or wars. Um, this can truly bring people together because it increases their sense of interconnectedness and, and, and this can lead to a greater emphasis on community and shift towards collectivism. But as I said, this all kind of comes back to the fact that we need each other to kind of construct something bigger, right? Another factor are social values. And so essentially social values can, can play a role in shaping and balancing uh, between individualism and collectivism. Um, so for example, if a society places, places a strong emphasis on community cooperation and social harmony, it may be more likely to exhibit, to exhibit collectivistic tendencies. And these social values kind of evolve through time. And I personally believe that it also goes back to the fact that we needed each other at a certain point to survive or to build something or to ensure a sense of security. And to do that, we start to create these values and uh, it kind of evolves over time and sticks sometimes. And sometimes it doesn't stick depending on the political and economic situation of the country. And then we reach a certain point where it either is collectivism or individualism. Another important factor is religion obviously and so religious beliefs can also influence the balance between individualism and collectivism uh, some some religious traditions place a strong emphasis on community in interdependence and the well-being of others such as islam and thus societies that don't have these types of values and the societies that are not religious enough tend to be more individualistic than collectivistic. But once again, I emphasize on the importance of, of, of understanding that it all goes back to a one very specific important point, which is the need for survival, the need for, um, for that sense of belonging to be able to be secure in our lives. And today, even in, in collectivistic societies, we're seeing more individualistic traits, especially with, with the new generations that are more connected to Western values than their own values. But before speaking about that, most of the times these people, these generations or generations before them even, not, not very, not very long ago generations, like newer generations, maybe their parents and grandparents, um, especially those living in, in, in large cities, they tend to become more individualistic more than the non-urban regions. Um, and this goes back to a variety of reasons. Some of which is, first of all, urbanization and modernization. Uh, cities grow and become more modern. There is often a shift towards individualism, and this is due um, to the great exposure to new ideas, um, increased economic opportunities where people kind of need to work. I don't have time for you. I have a meeting at four. I 
Okay, problem ta transport. I really don't have time to talk to you. I I'm super tired when I come back uh, late in the evening. I have to stay alone. I I have to watch TV. I don't have time to 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 sit down and bond with my with my neighbor. Um, and so this is all due to 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 the lifestyle that we see that we see in in the city and a greater exposure to to new ideas and economic opportunities, a faster pace of of life. Um, another, another important factor is anonym anonymity, where, where, when there are a lot of people in a city, there is absolute, it's extremely difficult to keep track of, of everyone. You don't really have time to remember everyone's names, even though you do have the capacity to do that, where in smaller cities, the, you have smaller or, um, a smaller number of people living around you. But if you're given enough time, you will tend to remember everyone. But in a city, a lot of people come in and come and go out. And so, it's very difficult to keep track of everyone that's around you. And, and that kind of makes it difficult to obviously build a connection and a relationship with these people. Another very important point as well is consumer culture, where in cities we have a, a larger exposure to advertising, media, and other forms of, of popular culture, which it, most of it is, is Western or kind of a little bit Westernized to a certain extent. And so current collectivistic societies tend to become more individualistic, especially in the cities, because of these types of influence. And we see that especially throughout the newest generations. A very nice example is China. And China essentially is becoming more individualistic, even though that it had for a very long time, and it's still kind of obviously is more collectivistic than individualistic, and it's one of the most, or the, obviously the fastest um, growing economy in the world. Um, in recent years, there has been evidence uh, of a shift towards individualism in some segments of, of, of Chinese society, and particularly among the, the younger generations and in urban areas kind of very similar to what's happening in, in Algeria. People become more, uh, more affluent and the country becomes more developed. Um, and there, there may be a greater focus on, on individual uh, achievement because of, of the state of the economy that needs you to work more, work harder, focus on your job, focus on, focus on, um, focus on your achievement and focus on success rather than, than anything else. And this kind of also, because you really have to focus on yourself and focus on your success and your future, it creates this, 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 once again, you focus on all of this. And so it creates a need for personal freedom, because if, everything that you, the only thing that you want to do is focus on your career for the sake of the economy and for the sake of people that you don't know, then you kind of use all of the time that you have for yourself. And thus you want more freedom to yourself. You, you're, you no longer think about anything else. All you think of is material success. 
this very unfortunately for me i believe can lead to a shift away from the traditional collectivist values of cooperation community and interdependence for reasons that i've spoken about earlier you just don't have the time you don't have the energy and you don't have the the surrounding necessary um nevertheless it's very important to note that the values of collectivism are are very deeply ingrained in Chinese culture. A few years of, of economic development and political development cannot very easily fight off centuries and thousands of years of, of, of tradition and, and culture. It takes a long time. Uh, and so collectivism collectivism is still very much a very big part of the culture of the country's um, social values and, and cultures another very important example or similar example to china is is south korea and i would like to mention the example of south korea because um i believe that obviously it's it's becoming extremely influential um, at a at an international scale especially with the newer generation and it is important to note that south korea is inherently a collectivistic society rather than an individualistic society they're obviously also becoming more individualistic but their very collectivistic roots and their um, emphasis on tradition and the importance of tradition and the and the importance of how you look in the eyes of everyone around you is still extremely extremely powerful i would like to i wanted to mention the the example of south korea because i believe that they have some very harmful tendencies because of of their collectivistic nature where success or lack thereof is everything that you have to focus on and not for yourself but for how everyone else around you sees you that's why we see a very high level of of of, of suicide in south korea and uh, I've, they, I believe that they have the highest level of, of plastic surgery uh, in the world or they allow their their kids to have plastic surgery as young as 13, maybe even younger, I'm not sure. But I'm sure that they really truly put up a very large emphasis on success, how you look to others and and how beautiful you are for the sake of everyone else. In collectivistic societies, the good thing about them is that you are kind of protected by everyone. And so if you are inside of the group and everyone accepts you and you are not really an outcast, um, you can work very well inside of the group, then you are more or less likely to have a good life. But it can be then ruthless when you want to leave the group or you are kind of... Um, not very compatible with the group culture, the group values, and they <laughs> when they realize that you're different from them in some cultures, I don't believe Algeria is as much harsh unless you're very, very uh, different than in everyone else um, and you have values that are kind of LGBTQ plus communities, which are concepts that are extremely rejected by your society everyone is against you and in other societies it's as simple as not being good looking enough or as not being successful enough or 
any other example. If you have another example, do, do share with me. So essentially in Algeria, as being a more of a collectivistic society, generally rather than than individualistic uh, family and community ties are highly valued you know when you hear that a family kind of um invites other parts of their families once a week or once a month to have a, to have a family dinner um it, it speaks to you to a certain extent, even though that because of so many different problems that happened to Algeria in the past couple of couple of years, families tend to be less and less connected to each other, maybe because of problems. But even despite all of those problems, you see that when it when it really matters, when we when these families really need each other, they always go back to each other. And so social relationships are, are often very highly emphasized, not only with your family, but, but with your neighbors, the people close to you, the people that you work with. We tend to very subconsciously kind of start to form circles, which happens everywhere around the world, even in individualistic societies, but it's much stronger in our societies. And so the needs and the goals of the group are often are considered to be more important than those that are uh, of individual nature. Given a very quick example here is if a person or a woman or anyone from Algerian culture wants to wants to get into a career that is more or less disliked by the entire group or the entire or has a bad reputation reputation for example politics or or the inter, in entertainment industry then the first thing that these people think of think about is how is that type of decision going to affect the people that are close to them how is that decision going to affect my parents parents truly care if their if their kids are public figures how are, how that's going to affect them and if, affect the entire family and so people from our collectivistic society tend to 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 think about how that's going to be of an added value to them to themselves second before right after their family um however it's worth noting that and and so Algeria is a very large country and truly we don't realize how really large it is until we start to travel and travel by car see how re far away the desert or the east or the west of of the country is and so individualistic values and, and behavior may, may really be present among some segments of the population, especially in big cities such as Algiers, Wahran, or Chpa'anaba, um, and, and also particularly among the younger generations, the Gen Z Haduma, which um, I honestly, I do like a lot of the Gen Z behavior, but uh, still I feel like my generation and i'm not I'm, i was born in 97 so i'm not that old and i'm not that young either um kind of in the middle when it comes to these topics but uh, yes my society my generation grew up very much connected to western values more than the generation that's that was before it uh, that was before us the generation that are coming the generations that are coming are more and more connected to to western values and cultures and so they are 
definitely becoming more and more individualistic, especially in big cities. And honestly, it's all fun and games until you can no longer connect to who you are and until you can not even understand what your identity is. Um, I truly believe that this is an, an important aspect for us to work on as a society and as a, as a newer generation. Um, I believe I really wanted to make this podcast because I made my decision about which type of society I like the most, individualistic or, or collectivistic. And the answer is that none of them, because <laughs> it's not really a it's not a, a question of preference it's we cannot say collectivistic societies are better than individualistic or individualistic are better than collectivistic because they exist in their own states they all they both have their own ways of doing things and they both exist in their specific contexts and we cannot really say collectivism is really bad for all of us because it really has a, an immense added value. As well as individualistic societies, they have an immense added value. What we can do is kind of try to be in the middle as much as possible. And I believe that it's important to think about this because of the Algerian tendency to, to speak badly about all aspects of Algeria. Algeria everyone thinks very badly and uh, I don't have my freedom, I don't have my, my independence, which yes, these are all very nice things. But you have to understand why do you live in a society that's like this? And at a certain level, you have to accept that and live with it. You also have to be extremely aware of that so that you don't make the decision of going abroad because there is more uh, individualism, there is more freedom, there is more independence there, only to find that the things that you appreciated about your collectivistic nature are absent. Because you cannot have both. You can't have people or a family that's very much there for you and truly care about you and you can have all of the good things about a collectivistic society and still want everyone not to care enough that you would do whatever you want and you'd be independent in everything. So when you make a decision about what type of society that you want to live in, understand that your type of society in Algeria is not bad, it's just a type of society that has a good aspect to it and a bad aspect to it, and that a Western society is also not bad and not good, it's just another different type of society um, that has its advantages and it has also their very negative points. So if you want to leave the country, do keep that in your mind. If you want to stay, also do keep that in your mind. At the end, shukran jazeelan, thanks a lot. And I will see you very soon with another very interesting topic. Please do leave me comments, criticism, anything that you want. Um, I'm opening up the comments in the podcast or you can reach out uh, on the Instagram page of Al Perspective or my own Instagram page, Al Khansa, two dashes. And uh, if you want to give me ideas of the types of topics that you would like to hear about in the future, I would be more than happy to receive that. Thank you guys so, so much and have a great whatever is left of the day or the beginning of the day. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye.